So is it a bad time to mention I have to pee? <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, you coming in still? Roger, roger. Awesome. I'll just pee in a bottle. Is it bad that that actually looks like it was from the Mexican restaurant? I mean, I am Mexican. And I have worked at a restaurant. <laughs> so are you saying you're my Mexican restaurant? Try to own me again <laughs> and I'll fucking slit your throat. Ah, oh, damn. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we are live with Tom Foolery with TNK. I am your <laughs> friendly neighborhood black and tan mocha man, Thomas Culey. And here is my co host, Chris Toledo Chavez. And we actually have a special guest tonight, one of which is from my hometown and went to school with me back at early college. Joseph, would you care to introduce yourself? I'm Man Thomas. Thanks, man. Uh, my name is Joseph. Uh, I'm an undergraduate at UNC. Uh, I do a lot with the philosophy realm, so uh, I have some unique perspectives, and I hope you vote for me. And... Oh, wait, am I in the right place? <laughs> <laughs> not running for Mr. Uh, class President. Not yet, at least. Um, I mean, you could just be running for president in general. Which, interesting fact I about... I would vote for you in a heartbeat before fucking re-electing that buffoon. Dang. That's a few years in the future, I think. <laughs> Two years too far. <laughs> yeah, well, this goes first. But, yeah, no, interesting fact, though. Uh, when I first met Joseph, I was originally weary. And then little did I know he would have ended up becoming one of my best friends. And for those of you that don't know Joseph, I'll give a little bit of a backstory, or not backstory, but background. Um, I would indeed vote for this man, though. Joseph volunteers constantly. I mean, he is wise beyond his years, in my opinion, and he, he's just a good friend overall. Good moral character, good moral compass. So thank you, Joseph, for joining us and being as amazing as An you are. An interesting parallel um, to uh, what Thomas just said, I had the exact same feeling about you. I think we <laughs> talked about this before. Whenever I first met Thomas, it was in the cafeteria here on campus. I remember he was just he was just in a corner, just on his phone, like like the true fucking millennial that he is. Oh, thanks. And I was like, huh, this guy looks like an asshole. I don't like him. <laughs> and then, like, here we are. Screw you. <laughs> uh, what, was your, what was your first uh, impression on me, Joseph? Uh, well, I'll tell you, um, the first impression I had of you was probably the opposite of, of yours, Chris, because Thomas would always walk up to people and always tell them how, how great they look and how awesome they are. <laughs> He'd always be the kindest person in the world, even to people who were, were detestable, who, who, who nobody liked. Thomas would go up to, and he would, he would just say the kindest words... And then, of course, turn his back two minutes later and done. <laughs> Damn, you're making no, a... Thomas, you're making you, a you were, you, Thomas, you were one of, the, one, of the, one of the nicest people, I think. Uh, well, well, thank you. It is uh, a genuine and, pleasure. I'm glad that still has meaning in your life. I'm glad that still more people understand. Thank you. And you see, that's the thing. It's also genuine. It's not like, he'll be nice and then just like, oh... I don't like that person. Like, behind, like I mean, that it has happened before, but it's not like Thomas would just straight up talk shit about that person. Whenever he genuinely gives you a compliment, it is genuine, and it's 
I'm coming from yeah, a good I guess, place. Yeah, I guess you could say that Thomas is just a, a real moral compass. You know, he's just a, a very personable guy. Uh, you know, honestly, I if I didn't know better, I would I would consider Thomas one of probably the mil- a millennial hero. I would think. But that's the thing, you do know better, so you know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, talk it up. Build me up only to knock me down. Go damn for right. his knee Go catch. for that. God damn it. Why'd you take it the words out of my fucking mouth, Thomas? Take more than just that out of your mouth, you fucking asshole. Anyway, um, but yes, yeah, so this, enough, aside from the, the stereotypical <laughs> tomfoolery that we have in this show, uh, this is officially the philosophy of heroism Podcast number one. This is where we are kicking it off, and we will see where it goes. I'm very excited. This is something that Joseph and I talked about, so he gave me the original idea. I cannot even take credit for this, and I'm very excited. So, Ooh, excuse me, Joseph, as you are still listening, uh, the technical definition of a hero is a person who is admired or idolized for courage, outstanding achievements, or of noble qualities. Also known as a chief male character in a book, play, or movie who is typically identified with the good qualities and with whom the reader is expected to sympathize. Lastly, in mythology and folklore, a person of superhuman qualities and often semi-divine in origin, in particular, one whose exploits were subject of ancient Greek myths. Now, um, do you agree with all of that? Some of that? What What is your take? What is your personal definition of a hero? That's that's a lot to unpack. Uh, right? I, I think, I right. think there are I think there are a number of, of, of issues with that, and I think there are a number of very key points. So, a hero is you know what a culture makes of it. Um, a, a famous writer on the subject, uh, Campbell. Uh, who, Joseph Campbell, who wrote the, the, the book, The Hero of a Thousand Faces, points out something amazing, and he calls it the monomyth. He says that this is, in fact, uh, a universal truth life and about the way our living experiences are reflected as a part of a larger universe. This idea of a hero and the qualities we associate with it, they definitely vary by uh, time periods. As we saw with, for instance, the ancient Assyrians back in, I don't know, 700 BC, the idea of heroism was essentially getting noticed by the king, Xerxes or Darius, whichever uh, was in charge at the time, and doing the things which would get you noticed. So if that involves being courageous, then being a hero means being courageous, if not just to get noticed by the king. And since then, it's definitely transformed. As a society, we've grown more inclusive. We've changed political structures, economic structures. Uh, We've learned more simply about ourselves. And that idea has evolved into something a lot more complicated. You see this kind of universal truth that appears. It's kind of there in all cultures. The idea of of an all-good, of a courageous, honorable person. You find ideas of strength and wisdom in all that they do, whether that be an action to destroy an enemy or an action to save a life. So I also, I also uh, um, hesitate to, to apply this definition just to men as 
your uh, uh, as your quote unquote technical definition states simply because women also share these qualities too you have wonderful women in, in, in many superhero universes uh, who stand for very similar things that the male heroes do as well and they are given much respect such as Wonder Woman you see examples of this in real life as well Joan of Arc famously led a French revolution they shared very similar, if not the same qualities as the male counterparts. Like I said earlier, there are universal truths to what it means to be a hero. And a lot of the times, they can vary through cultures, but only minutely. Whether right. it's in a fairy tale, whether that's in a fiction book, or whether it's true, or whether it's, excuse me, whether it's reality, they all kind of emulate the same idea. Okay, and so people will always want to replicate that. <laughs> Just hold on. <laughs> bouncing off of that, <laughs> the entire um, okay. So bouncing off of that, I would like to um, first establish some context. I'm going to use the word God as a representation of good um, on the spectrum of good and evil. Devil being the evil, God being good. And the all or um being the true embodiment of good. So with that being said, do you think um a hero represents or a hero represents or uh, um sorry embodies God? I think that's also a tall order to ascribe to. In Christian religion, God is considered this omnipresent, omnipotent being with who is all-knowing, all-seeing, that's what omni means. It's all, and then add whatever adjective after that, he's all. To ascribe a hero to be the best of everything and the least of evil is very difficult, if not impossible. One of the most important things, and I think the most identifiable things that comes with being a hero or talking about heroes is their obvious flaws. Hmm. It could just be one, it could just be many. You have something called an anti-hero who embodies almost no qualities of being a hero as we see it, but rather the core element or a core element. I would digress. Um, so you were talking about an anti-hero never embodying the qualities of a true hero, correct? Well, when I, when I say that, they don't embody all the qualities of a true hero. They embody the core elements, as I said, um, but they, sometimes they lack those other elements that we associate with the kind of universal hero, you know, those of, of courage, those of bravery, of strength. You can have a hero that isn't those things, but is still technically considered a hero. Okay, so real quick, if you could just use four descriptive words, or I guess uh, four core elements, what would you say would be four uh, main differences that an anti-hero has that a regular hero has and then i'll go off of that well that's that's definitely um a t difficult question which i will counterimpose <laughs> an example toward um diary of a wimpy kid is an interesting book i read it as a kid i loved it i read all the books and i actually saw that they're making new diary of a kid books with with a, with a new protagonist they are now, the, 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 the protagonist for the um, Diary of Wimpy Kid books, he 
is in a sense a hero. He always comes out on top. He's always you always feel bad for him, but he always comes out of whatever kind of grumpies he's in. He doesn't. He's not really the strongest. He's he's kind of awkward. Um, he's not the best looking. Uh, I don't think he's the smartest either. He just is honest, and that gets him through a lot of situations. Whether that's a confrontation with his brother, a disagreement with his best friend, or just a bad day at school. In this diary, he explains all these issues, but he always gets over it. And I think that's kind of a. a, a a beautiful aspect of being a hero is that you don't need all the time to be flashy, but rather you can solve problems and you can represent a, a good trait without having to rely on all of the qualities of being a hero. Interesting. Um. So it, it's, it, it's thank you for bringing that up because it's actually very important. Um. So even through all of that, would you say that? tragedy we'll answer this in a minute um first uh first thing would you think that tragedy is a must have for any hero uh i'll let you ponder on that for a little bit and then uh my follow-up with that for a bit of discussion is actually uh, excuse me <coughs> got a little thing in my throat uh anyway my follow-up for that would be with for example red hood winter soldier uh, I'm gonna throw Joker into here, and I'll allow you to say, and I'll explain why later. Um, even with some of the heroes in My Hero Academia from the Village of Vigilante series in the manga, I think don't you fucking spoil it for me. I'm not going to. Don't worry. That's just a little throwout out there. Um, and even for other character, and even just for other characters abroad, and even in Hunter x Hunter, as I was, as I've been watching, such as um, Killua, I think. That in some aspects, a hero needs to have the ability to not only kill, but embrace that darker side of them. Maybe some of those more unadmirable aspects or characteristics. Uh, characteristics. It's something that they can that can help uh, enforce their not only their determination, but their will. Okay, so real quickly to bounce off of that with what you just said, Thomas. I want to delve into what it mean or what it means for a hero to be good or what it means to be good in general. A good person, at least by my definition, is someone with the ability to do malice or to do something bad and choose not to do it. This is what it boils down to. Hmm. Also, how you say or um, your example of a hero being able to tune into their darker sides um, is very... There is a very um, similar correlation in um, the duality in life. How... Or, and this is... A, I was... Um, okay, so the reason I say this is because um, I was looking a little bit into Ouroboros, which is the serpent that eats itself. And the representation, or the what Ouroboros is, uh, um, signifies in some ancient, or in ancient civilizations, is um, the duality of life and how its own destruction gives itself its own nutrients, in a sense. Oh. So out of destruction comes life. Out of chaos comes order. Um, in Hinduism, the 
the dragon that eats itself is what sustains the four elephants that um, hold together reality. Hmm. Interesting. I did not know that. Um, which was just a, a sim or like a parallel to um, the tragedy or darkness, hence it being its nutrients. Inter- yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, no. Well, very well said. Very well said. So yeah, Joseph. I know that's a lot. <laughs> um, but essentially, darkness being able to supplement tragedy, being able to breed heroism or uh, a hero that is necessary even in some way shape or form do you agree with that yeah so like um like joseph campbell said kind of earlier or like i quoted him earlier uh a hero the ideals that make up a hero and the virtues that make up a hero are kind of what a society makes it like he's meant to be relatable or she's meant to be relatable. so real quick and i'm sorry to interject would you also say that... So you're also saying that the type of hero is a product of the environment? Well, 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 in a sense, the qualities that make up a hero, which are ascribed to it by the society that it's made of, are the same qualities that a society kind of wants to be. And my argument is that these qualities are sort of universal. Almost every society expects a, a quote-unquote hero to be good, to be strong, to do what's right, you know. Depending on what that society views as good and right can vary, but, I mean, I don't know of a single society who thinks otherwise. And as to the point that a the, the, the hero has a kind of tragic background, I think that's possible, like I said earlier. They're, they're to be relatable. And if that requires them to have a tragic background, they can but also, I would I would call the question the heroes that simply don't have a bad tragic background. Uh, Joseph Campbell explains the eleven steps to a hero's journey. The first one being the call to adventure. You know what causes the hero to realize that he must act to go on an adventure to 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 start doing something. That could be the the death of his village. That could be the murder of a loved one, or it could simply be a call to arms. A king needing an extra sword. Uh, it, it, it could be simply uh, the the need for action within the hero himself. You know, one sick of sitting, being respited in his own head. Like, so regardless, at some point in time, go along with what makes it what what where where a hero starts, and I think there's a lot of variation of where it can end too. I like that, and I um, I'll continue. To interject on that, and I was writing it, like, so I could not forget, but I guess now would be a good time to bring it up, since you just made that point, how there are, um, a uni- there are universal, um, qualities seen in a hero, um, but that came into mind how the antagonist, so everyone views themselves as the hero of their story, of their own story, right? No one sees themselves as the bad guy, unless of course you have like extremes, like you know the Joker, which knows he's a he's um oh, yeah. uh, you know a uh, what's it called um, a villain. Yes, or like the embodiment of chaos, and that's what he's trying to create Uh-oh. and procreate. Um, but like for example, Black Clover and the antagonists that are right now in play, I forgot their name, like the one that has light magic and he, oh licked. Yes, like the licked. Okay, so. Um, what was the group called? I forgot what Oh, the group is called um, the Eye of the Midnight Sun. Eye of the Midnight Sun. Okay, so 
the Eye of the Midnight Sun, you could say, is a, it's a society, right? Um, More of an activist group, but that can be debatable. Okay, so, um, or by society, well, I mean, just off there is a, right now. there, okay, yeah, what if I know, okay, so, like, by that I mean, there is, um, a general consensus to what is socially acceptable in, within that group, even though they know they're doing, um, even though they're doing things that are seen as evil, to them, they are still justified in their actions because of the world and how the world has treated them up to that point. And they see their um, their leader, the lit or lich, as the um, as the as the hero, as a hero, knowing as that they're hero. as their hero, knowing that they are doing um, evil things in the world and that they're murdering people and you know um, causing chaos and disorder to the normal order of things, just for their own. Um, benefit. So, would you say that is an exception to your claim that there are uh, that um the characteristics of a hero are general throughout all social um norms? I guess be no, that 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 makes sense because it could differ. Like for example, um, you get a group of villains who are here, or I guess you could say darker ones, that are here one person above all as their hero. But then you have two different heroes of their own story. So are they... Uh, is a hero strictly light or dark? Even if they're the hero of their own story or there's a hero for an opposing side because at that point, the lines kind of become blurred. It's just like, well, at that point, it's literally a hero's whatever society makes it. Or like even Thanos is a good example of that. Oof. Yes, but then it's the same duplicity, though. He was a hero in his own mind and attempted to be a hero for his people, but his people rejected him. And the and every, for everyone else that he took away, that's something that was even said in Endgame. But what about his followers? They considered him a hero because they're saving... He's saving the universe. And they also revered him as a god. That, too, but like I said, is a hero the embodiment of God? I th- what do you think, Justin? I, th- <laughs> I, I, I thought the same same question about Thanos. You know, like I always see the memes, like uh, when, when Thanos starts talking and you actually start to believe him, and it's that dude pouring like a glass of champagne. I have kind of a um, an idea for this. I, I, I like to call it the, 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 the unhero, kind of a disillusioned hero in a sense. Mm-hmm. He succeeds in the challenges. He he he. he that he has very See, now you're getting into my territory. <laughs> yeah, he has very similar uh, moralities, ethics. He has very similar thoughts to the real heroes. However, he makes cr- a critical error somewhere along the line that kind of pushes him over the edge into villainy. To one society, to one society, his followers, he is a hero by all means. But whatever he has done to push himself over the edge to another society, he is a villain. And he is villainous. And that one thing that he did, the killing of people for the protection of others, is too far. Because to that society, you killed fathers, you killed brothers, you killed mothers, you killed the people who matter. 
you ruin the lives of others. And depending on how you see the world, that could be the line that you cannot cross, that a hero must not cross, or else he'll be a villain. Okay, but um, going off of that, what happens, though, if that's only for a specific group of people, or more specifically, half of the planet? Sure, you know, maybe that is entirely true. Actually, those are facts. Yes, he did take those people away. However, what if some people are able to, I guess you can say, see um, what is known as a, a bigger picture, and they're able to appreciate what Thanos did? So what if that was, what if that entire what if the entire world was split between what Thanos did and he was able and actually uh for the remaining half of the population that was left what if he was able to make their life better he even says to Gamora after she rants about or actually uh, outbursts on him about the destruction of her home planet he says okay well do you know what's going on there now have you gone back they're flourishing there's no poverty there's no starvation they're well-fed. They have a place to sleep every night. Their lives are better because of me. Does that still make it wrong if you're making the lives better for the population of a species as a whole or just better for an individual? Essentially, um, do the ends justify the means in that case? And I think that's the question that you have to ask. With Thanos, does him snapping his fingers justify a... a, a quote-unquote cleaner world it, it, it's almost as it's it, it brings parallels to um a lot of genocides in the past you know a, a, a cleansing of people because they are unclean or a, a a destruction of people because they are corrupt does that make it right um to people, to the people doing it probably but to the people who are suffering from it and the victors of whatever battle happens, that's not okay. Well, also going off of that, because again, you, you made a very valid point. Chris and I were talking about this earlier, and even when it comes to friends, you can't help and you can't please everybody. At some point along the way, there is going to be something that is not agreed with. You also can't help people that don't want to be helped. It if you because at that point you're pushing your um beliefs on another and that's chaotic evil which I strive to be. But at the I hate your <laughs> demon character. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but no, that's actually very good because this is like this is really good. So even with that though, um, repeat repeat the very last part of your statement one more time. Okay, so, um. Fuck you. You know I can't do that <laughs> shit, damn it. Um, <laughs> um at that point we lost the recording. <laughs> no, but yeah, you At talking... that point you um push your beliefs on another right. person. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um and that's tyrannical. Okay, so another equality because Joseph, we actually ended up talking about this at one point early college, and I remember this debate, specifically because you were in it. <laughs> um yeah, you, you know, you could be tyrannical, pushing your beliefs on other people, but a hero is also someone who's willing to do what's necessary. Also, another good example of that would be for Itachi mm. and Naruto. Mm -hmm. He literally sacrificed everything he had and carried the weight of, of like an, an entire village of, of just hate mm -hmm. and animosity towards him and his clan. 
in order for the betterment of, of the Leaf Village and potentially everywhere nearby. Which I will say, do you, in order, okay, so um, to bounce off of that, um, which is just like a little side tangent, to be a hero, do you have to be a leader? I think in order to be a hero, you don't have to be a leader, but you have to be willing to not only take responsibility, you have to be able to bear not the weight of the world on your shoulders, but you you have to take hits. I think heroes are able to take mental, emotional, and physical punishment Mm. to an extent because they're willing to do what is necessary. What do you think about that, Joseph? Do you- I, I, I really like that, that question, um, and, and here's why. I think it highlights something kind of innately wrong with our perception of what a hero is. I ever heard the term, the, the, the next guy finished last? Yes. Yes, the, ni- yes. the nice guy being the, 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 the genuine guy, the mm. dude who has good morals, the dude who's nice, who's, who's kind of people, who helps people. He always somehow... And for some reason, finishes behind the douchebag, the players. He finishes behind the greedy and, 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 and the sinful. Why is that? Is it simply because heroes and hero-like qualities don't work? Uh, well, that doesn't make any sense. It's a contradiction. If our society values the, these heroic traits and, and we tend to lift them up, why would the nice guy finish last? I have, uh, would you like to hear, uh, what's it called, um, or sorry, we, well, or continue. Um, I'm sorry, I'll finish up. No, you um, didn't. My, 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 my theory is that, um, in fact, we kind of decide through kind of this unheroic, uh, this unheroic logic to choose who we consider as a hero versus what society, quote unquote, considers as a hero. For those who finished in last, if they're nice, why are they why are they last? Is it simply because we don't like them? Is there a quality about them that a majority of people dislike and thus we push oh. to the side? Okay, so I'm gonna let you hold your thought. Ah, keep your thought. Right fucking down. Uh, that last line, Joseph, I also want you to keep in your head before Chris makes his response, because that's gonna directly tie in to something that I've been working on myself a book I've been writing on heroism that I actually shared with you as well that I wanted to bring up on the podcast called The Memoirs of a Fallen Hero. I just want you to keep that in mind so I can bring that up later. <clears throat> that was your thought. Okay, so um, going back to what you were saying with why the why a nice guy, or the saying a nice guy always finishes last. And if there's a single trait that we... Um, yeah. Okay, so... My, okay, so like you said, your theory. My theory is, and it's very similar to my theory on love. It's not about you. It's about others. It's okay for a nice person to finish last because at that point they've accepted that it's a, they don't mind finishing last. They're willing to bear that burden to come last and they're willing to exactly. give up and let everyone else um, benefit at the expense of themselves. Self sacrifice. The yes. hero is willing to is able um, to self sacrifice. Yeah, that's. I think that's kind of like the. I th- I think I counter that is the idea that we like to have that the person who finishes last because they're nice does it for the benefit of society. But I would also I would also point to what about the people who finish last 
who don't get notoriety, who don't have a chance to be able to affect society mm. in a good way as they as they want to, as they really truly want to. The, 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 the intellectuals, the strong who want to make the world a better place, who are pushed down by the greedy, by, by the, the, the sinful, by the people who seek to abuse them. Well, I think you have a lot of good people, mm. but at the same time, a lot of them don't get a chance. And that's the thing, is that at that point, it doesn't matter. Or because, okay, I think people do good actions and good deeds um, for the purpose of bettering the world, not knowing that's what they're doing. Because you think about, or because you do a, a or because you do something good or nice, just, you know, whether, just because that's your nature, right? Altruism. The philosophy and um, idea behind that is called true altruism. Mm, you're going to have to elaborate on that in a second. Okay, we'll keep going um, and I'll, I'll explain. So, by that I mean... Uh, okay, so, to continue on... Um, whenever you do nice things or good things in the world in your daily interactions, even though you're not intentionally trying to change the world and it may be a habit or just how you are that's your nature you are changing the world and you are improving it for the better in small ways because you're improving say um say for an example you help a lady across the street to you it's just a normal action something that you don't mind doing and it's just you know whatever but to her that made her day maybe she will or just that spark of that conversation you spark with that person might have kept them at, or from uh, doing something drastic or uh, might have uplifted their day which would have in turn um, bounced the energy off of someone else and etc. Paying it forward. Yes. Well. Um, pay, yes, that's that's a good, that's a very good um, um, example of that too. The actions that you do affect the people around you and the, and in turn, it affects the people around them, and it just keeps going. It's a chain reaction. We're a network, of, and just, like, clumped all together. At least that's my theory behind it. And real quick, uh, for the altruism yes. thing. So you so there, you have the base pairing, which is altruistic and altruism, or altruism, which I actually learned from a senior at my time in early college when I was my, my junior year, I believe, and he was a firefighter. Who are also revered at well, I shouldn't say he was a firefighter. He was a fire a volunteer firefighter. Mm. But regardless, firefighters are typically revered as heroes. You know, our boys in blue, the mm. police. Eh, Fuck the police. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, in all generality, uh, the like, like yes, firefighters, like police, and other people that put their lives on the mm-hmm. line every day to go and do better and to save people's lives. Those are heroes. And so, being altruistic is defined as showing a disinterested and selflessness concern for the well-being of others, being unselfish. And what I learned from his graduation project is that the whole idea behind altruism is that it's a, a selfless principle or practice of concern for the welfare of others. It's a traditional virtue that many cultures and a core aspect of various religious traditions and you know secular worldviews and the third and the fifth, through the concept of others toward them, uh, that they're willing to be unselfish. They're willing to put others first. And this can vary between different cultures and religions, but the main thing is that it's the opposite of selfishness. Okay. And 
innately do heroes do that? Well, well what's the, I mean, for example, you know, what's the ratio between heroes? Hancock is a good example. Well, a movie by Will Smith. Disheartened, oh, yes. drunk, you know. He didn't get, you know, he would go out and, and do these things as brash as they could be, but he was still saving people. Just the way he did it, he didn't have any tact, any finesse. So he had a negative view imposed upon him. He was a hero, but the people didn't see him as one until he acted a certain way due to the culture. Mm. So our, our, our heroes scrutinized so much to the point that, as Joseph said, you know, one trait could skew our perception because we just have that flawed of a view. That flood of, of unhero uh, heroic logic. Okay, we'll see that um that was also um that's very similar to a question that I was gonna propose to the both of you. What here or I fucking have it written down here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I wrote it down. Okay, okay. <laughs> what separates a hero from a villain? And is that the same as um the difference between good and evil? I'll let Joseph answer that one first. All right, a lot to unpack here, Joseph. Um, where do you want to start, buddy? Yeah, so um, I thought the idea of the altruism, the definition that you gave, is is is, is good. Um, and I would like to I would like to recollect the the, the the key component of that. Altruism is simply like doing good for other people, putting others before yourself. Um, something I've learned through my studies in our, our, a little bit of archaeology. And, and, bio, and uh, neurology is um, Wait, the reason are... why we people outcompeted the Neanderthals uh, well sure. before uh, the first civilization was set up it's because of an altruistic mode of society you put yourself b- before others so that people can survive you know sacrifice yourself for the group and I think that's a key component of, of not only survival but also key component of understanding who actually works in good faith you know firefighters work in good faith because they're willing to put themselves on the line for you when literally it heats up they're there and the people who aren't altruistic the bad people the the, the, the unheroic types they aren't they run they hide they blame others the key component of altruism is that it separates Heroes from unheroes, I would argue. So now, the idea oh. of villainy, I would also say, isn't mm. so far from heroes. I think in their own mind, but rather the way they go about it. Similar to Thanos is, is ah. very bad. Uh, think about mm. like uh, the. <laughs> I kind of laugh at this comparison, but um. It should be good. It should be Dr. Really Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably I'm the closest dead. thing to a true villain. I, I honestly dead. think worse than Thanos. Worse than worse than Thanos. A villain. My half the world <laughs> gone in a snappinator. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Not, not simply because he, he he claims he's a villain and he acts a villain and he dresses like a villain. But because he does, but because he, he's against everything for no reason, or for the most minimal reasons, the idea that he, there's an episode where he just wanted to obliterate a donut place, 
Because he was too close to his house. <laughs> he, could, he, could easily, he could easily go about this with multiple oh, different gosh. ways. Multiple better ways. But no, he wants to demolish this. And he argues for it. He fights for it. For this just inherently wrong point of view. This, oh, this, this unreasonable point of view. A point of view that none of us can really understand qualitatively I'll have you know Joseph I can fully relate you've never gotten one (laughs) sprinkle that wasn't part like perfectly placed on that donut all right I've had I once asked for a a glazed donut you want to know what they gave me a wheat donut with no glaze okay fuck them (laughs) we're pillaging their their fucking village (laughs) minus the race that like he could easily just like easily just like move like, if, if he's so rich that he can build a detonator, <laughs> he can build another tower in here. Move. Oh, God. Okay, and wait, I think what, that wait, wait. in comparison to, say, Thanos, Thanos has grandiose ideas, which are understandable. This. And, idea, and, and the idea that he goes along with it, you know, you have to clean the universe, therefore, dish, the fastest and the most effective way to do so is by killing humanity because creatures are untrustworthy to do so themselves you can argue that you know yeah yeah yeah. well you know what thanos i mean like have you tried this way but at the same time (laughs) you can argue for him doofenshmirtz you can't argue for him and you know when it comes you you might have an opinion like oh my god i hate those donuts like that's an unarguable opinion simply because it's 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 darn donuts having the wrong size hole statement but with Thanos, you can argue that, and you can argue for it and against it. And I think that's kind of what separates true villains from regular villains. Oh, and again, I, I think that societies have these interesting ideas about what they consider good and bad. Um, somebody who kills is bad, but other people in, in defense of them will ask, well, what's he killing for? Is a hero who kills a villain? Well, not if he's killing bad guys. Mm. But to the villains that, but to, but to the bad guys, he's a villain. He's killing your brothers. He's killing your 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 siblings. He's killing people you care about. I think objectively, Doofenshmirtz is just a bad guy. Like even his daughter likes like to do death. Like come on, like, really? <laughs> like I can't I can't stand my dad. He's just he's just he's just too extra. Like he's just this this, this creature who you cannot predict, can't control. I think he's pure evil, and all and most other villains are kind of in this ambiguous state, depending on your 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 kind of subjective ideas of what is moral. Um, my other uh, side question is even in comics, you know, it's how often do they actually go into a villain's backstory? But now now that you've brought him up, I have to meme a little bit here. Oh my <laughs> Or Papa Thanos. Oh my goodness. Who would win the battle? <laughs> well, well, Thomas, I'm gonna have to counter propose. Who's got the bigger. <laughs> what? What? That BDE, my friend. The door's right there. You can leave now. <laughs> I mean, Only then you can tell who will win. Hey, he can make a BDE-inator! 
And just boom. Joseph just said on our podcast, Doof and Schmertz ruin in a battle. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, I'm memeing this. This is going on our on our Insta profile. <laughs> I mean, it's totally sure. wrong. <laughs> I, that's the thing. I don't know if I can adequately argue that point or not. <laughs> oh, okay, wait. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz, Shaggy. Oh my goodness, Thomas. Thanos. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz be like, man, you made me pull out one third of my brain power for this in- for this Infinator right? <laughs> oh, oh which I will say the Shaggy versus uh, Ultra Instinct Goku memes are coming back. I mean, they're always gonna be a thing. They're not going away. The Durf Doofenshmirtz memes are about to come back. I'm calling it right now. If anything blows up after this podcast, Joseph, I give you full credit. But I also claim ideal rights because I'm the one who decided to monetize it. That's fine. I'll just inevitably just take over your podcast and then claim, <laughs> you know, uh, tax purposes. Damn. See what and then I, and I have a legal defense or something like that. Oh yeah, Joseph has. <laughs> ironically enough, yeah, Joseph has been interning for uh, what is an attorney, I believe, uh, at the courthouse. Oh, no. Over the summer, I just did a just did an internship with the district attorney. Oh, worked on, worked on a few murders, drug cases. Yeah, just a few. They're yeah, not yeah, too bad. Pretty fun stuff. Day in the life. <laughs> We're speaking day, of which. Day in the life. <laughs> <laughs> which um. Yeah, so what's, what what what'll probably end up happening is that uh, you're gonna get stuck I'm in Marvel's du- position. I'm, I'm for Doofenshmirtz. No, uh, of course you. Continue. Well, what's, that, what's probably gonna end up happening is you're gonna be stuck in Marvel's position. You're gonna have to sell off your characters. You're gonna sell me first, then you're gonna sell sell the, the well, platform. Well, if I sold you, that'd just be prostitution. Are you saying they should prostitute their characters, Chris? Is that what you're saying? Because guess what? It's already a thing. It's called hentai haven. Look it up. Well, the question Not is, I mean, did you sign the agreement? <laughs> did you? I cannot confirm nor deny without the secretary's approval. <laughs> <clears throat> um well that's all I got. Not I would like lie. To... the joke stops there, cool for me. <laughs> okay, so um unless Joseph has something else he would like to interject, I have four sticky notes I would like to get to. In 15 minutes, so you might want to have to save them for the next podcast segment. God damn it. <laughs> no. Uh, honestly, okay. Joseph, thank you so much again, man. Like, the, like the questions and thoughts that you're bringing to the table right now are honestly truly invaluable. Well, you said this would be at 15 minutes. Yeah, it's been 45. You, you can do a lot. You can do a lot of philosophy in 15 minutes. You can, oh. you, you can praise me later. I mean, Let, I have, I ladies and gentlemen, the next 15 minutes of our podcast done in flash time. Go. Want to hear it again? <laughs> um. Okay, well, I mean, if you want to get into philosophy in 15 minutes, you know, your little daily dose of philosophy, here you go. Does being bad equal to being evil? Well, I mean, the, the terms kind of go hand in hand, so... That doesn't... Oh, I see. Root of all... True, true evil. Okay. Yes. Like, act like... I don't know. I think this was pretty bad. Pretty badass. <laughs> if you had a spectrum from but to the truest good, which would be, like I so said, God, 
Yes, a sliding scale, Thomas. A fucking sliding scale. <laughs> I have the perfect sliding scale. <laughs> Joseph, you're gonna love me. You wanna hear my sliding scale, Joseph? What's your fucking sliding scale? Yeah. Alright, Joseph, you're... So, like, we only have two... You have good, you have bad, and then you have evil. Okay? Th- this is where I'm going, right? Ready? Where does great come in? So, so good slash great is Joseph. Oh. <laughs> Alright? You hear that, buddy? I got you on that. I love All right? it. I love it. Bad? Yes. Yeah. Thanos. Okay. Evil. Joker and wait for it, Doofenshmirtz. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm disappointed. What I, what about? Oh yeah, um, you're there too. I forgot. Sorry. Oh, I'm humbled. But I'm disappointed. I'm I'm surprised you didn't include uh, Aberdoff Linkler. I'm gonna emancipate you from your inferior gene. <laughs> Joseph, do you, do you know who Adolf Winkler is? <laughs> Joseph? No, I don't. Okay, we're, we're, I'm going to write that down. We're saving that for the next podcast. Oh, my goodness. Actually, that would be a very interesting, like, um, psychological analysis. Like, how the fuck? Like, if you were to combine Abraham Lincoln with Hitler... <laughs> What the fuck do you get? Just a whole jumbled up bundle of contradicting ideologies and philosophies. That is just just a downward spiral. Oh my god. Anyway, Joseph, what, what, what was the thought you left on before we got on this tangent? I still gotta pee. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm, I'm too busy caught up thinking about what it, what it Adolf Lincoln <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have pictures, my friend. I have pictures. You have, you have to fight. You have to fight for the preservation of the good northern society. <laughs> Let the South burn like it did the first time. Jeez. <laughs> Thomas, we live in the South. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good thing that a third of our listeners are now in. Australia and Britain. <laughs> hey. Don't have to deal with the bullshit down here. Which, alright. Joseph, you live in the south, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we're all northerners by heart. You think so? I know so. I was born in the north. I, I, I lived up, up until I was five years old. I wasn't. Okay. But you said we're all northerners by heart, so that means you're including. You're, you're in Mexico, me. you don't count. That's what I was about to say, Thomas. Literally. I live in the pits of Tell. Anyways. The, the pits of Tell? Tar- I was going to say Tartarus, but then, but then I... This is a serious question to the both of you. Okay. When does the South end and the North begin? Something for our next podcast before we I say again. it's whenever they stop serving sweet tea at restaurants. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. Next podcast. (laughs) Don't forget it. Very interesting question. (laughs) I have to think about that. Alright, good good and evil. Uh, Propose the... Get Joseph back on that topic before we run out of time What the fuck do you mean good and evil? What what the fuck? Like, one is good, one is evil. I know, I don't don't, don't know. I don't feel like Joseph... I mean, I can end it with, um... Something interesting. Yeah, I just don't... I didn't feel like you got, like, a proper chance to talk. That's why I'm... Oh, I, I talked for a plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, give me you know, the you, like, some, you said uh, earlier you, you're talking about how we um, kind of immortalize people. Uh, you know, 
leaders are like king. leaders are almost like the heroes of a society. Well, I read something um, previously uh, in, in one of my classes on warfare. It's called the Kadesh Inscription. Now, this was a battle a long ass time ago. It's probably the first recorded battle ever in history. Really? Uh, between the, uh, the the ancient empire of Egypt and the the empire of uh, Hittites, right right around the, the, the Mesopotamia region, you know, the eastern Mediterranean, and this battle um, it ended in a draw, naturally, as all battles used to do. But Egypt recorded it differently. The king of Egypt apparently was riding along with his army, and part of it got ambushed and destroyed. And then the king, almost in this in this fury, charged at the enemy. The enemy, the whole army of the enemy, that hundreds of thousands strong, him alone, in his chariot. And he started to kill them all. He like prays to his gods and he said, Oh, woe is me. I'm all alone. My army is too scared to fight. Give me strength to kill everybody. <laughs> and he killed everybody. And when I say everybody, <laughs> later on after the battle, they sent the, the enemy, the Hittites, sent people over to him, a convoy carrying goods, foods, uh, riches, giving him great compliments. And they said to him, please stop killing our guys. You've killed hundreds of thousands, and the rest are in mortal fear of you. And he looks at them, and he's like, okay, we can call it peace because I feel bad for you. And he he turns to his army, and he says, army, where were you when I needed you the most? I was alone there. Oh, yeah, and my shield bearer and my chariot driver were there, too, but they're not people I... What? Shit. Yeah, no, yes, that actually is the case. What? And then later on, the Hittite description of the battle was pulled up. And it, it just says bluntly, yeah, there was a battle, and uh, we fought, and it was a tie, and we both went home. Both sides lost a lot of people. The idea that the, the leader is immortalized is, like, the earliest thing probably written down. Literally written in stone. This thing is written in stone. That is wild. Okay, but what do you mean that as the leader is immortalized? Like, what, um... It's all about legacy. Then what his, like, his, his, the, the, the values that they instilled with them at that time were of kind of this impenetrable relationship with the gods. This, 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 this omnipotence, as you said at the very beginning, the very, one of the very first questions you had, was kind of this relationship with God, this godly hero. And I think, in a sense... Yes, there are these relationships you can you can point to with the gods, and they're immortalized in these in these these adjectives that you can share with both. And this specific Egyptian leader was literally a god on earth, and I think that persists even now in today's society. This idea that you just have to be the best, you know, you just gotta be the best, and there's no other way to put it to a lot of people. And if you're not the best, then obviously there's something wrong with you. And I think. Though, I'm not going to end note, we've, we've definitely evolved a lot on what we think of, of good and bad, and that is really molding the perceptions of what we strive to be as a society. 
Dang, mm. I don't know if I could have said it better myself, to be honest. <laughs> that that was well said, Joseph. Thank you. And I would have to agree on that statement, to be completely honest. Um, <clears throat> for, yeah, like we're hitting the 55-minute mark. So we got about five minutes. Um, there are few, uh, for my end note, symbolic men, symbolic women being heroes in our generation. Or just that automatically comes to mind. For me, I would I would like to say Wonder Woman, Haley Atwell, and ah oh, shoot. That's because you have a crush on her. We won't get into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, there's ah, uh, what was her name? Um, Elizabeth Watson, actually, because mm. of what she did going to the UN and addressing um, fairness for everyone of all genders. And I think it was especially important, and I can talk about that later. But for me, those are three women that automatically pop into my mind I think of hero. And for men, I would have to say uh, Denzel Washington, Robin Williams, and Spider-Man. Mm. What about you? Or any of your closing thoughts? I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, Joseph, would you like to go first? Chirp, chirp, chirp. All right, I guess I will. I will lead. I will lead by um, example, following your example. It's all good. Um, I would say Donald Trump. But really? Yes. Why? Because he is a hero to many. He not may may not he may not be a hero to me. For the record, I do not support that. (laughs) Um, objectively speaking, of course, I would also have to agree with oh Stanley. God, I... Yeah, I have to... I have to top you out every time, Thomas. Every time. Stanley, if you're looking at me now from your... From your heaven bed above, forgive me. (laughs) Rest in paradise. Um, And I will also have to say for another hero... mm, Off the top of my head... I'd have to say Batman. No, I'm sorry, Superman. Stereotypical um, boy in fucking blue panties that you know, saves everybody. Yeah, I, th- I think Superman's a really good choice there. Yeah, um, yeah. and um, for women, um, Wonder Wonder Woman is a. You can't do copies. Okay, fuck you then. Um, Gotta make you look bad somehow. <laughs> I would have to say um, Elizabeth Warren. For one, she's a she's right. a presidential nominee, and then uh, I can get into that later. But with the whole political climate, and goddamn, we only have a minute and a half. Your turn, Joseph. No, no, I don't no you don't finish. Finish. It's just it's just a guy. <laughs> no, no, seriously, finish. Okay. Um, I would also have to say the um president of Germany, or the former. I think she's stepping down this this term. Um, right. And for my final hero. Uh, or my um, hero that is a woman, or yes, I guess. So just just to make it fair, just to make it fair, um, I would have to say the dean of um, or no, that well, that's you know, I guess you could say a personal hero at least for your own camp on um in um, on campus. Oh, Dean Cover. Yes. Interesting. Our dean. Interesting. Yes, okay. our dean because she is not only a. Um, black engineer, she's a um, female black engineer, which is you know, very misrepresented. Um, Trying to say that not all black females are engineers, Chris? Yes. 
statistically speaking, not all black females are engineers. What the fuck kind of question is this? <laughs> yes. But that, that, that would just have to be off the top of my head. I just like fucking with you. I know you do. Um, but uh, we have 20, 15 seconds. Don't worry about it. Again, the estimate. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be fine. But, like, doesn't it, like, cut out, like, any time now? Oh, no. I mean, are you talking about it, it cutting out in the next, like, eight seconds? No, six seconds? Uh, you're, five seconds? You're really, you're really bad. You're really what? No, it's like... Well, it's uh, two, one, oh, I mean, like, the new recording that we just started right now? I don't know what you're talking about. This is a constant loop. Just going straight through. I think you're a constant loop. I think you're a flux loop. I think, I think you're... The whole life is a is a loop. Stop full of your head. Why even, reincarnation? Why, why where you just keep effort? going? Why even put that for Jerry? If I don't do it, someone has to. Which is very ah. Uh, we could get oh, into. I know. We could I get know. into that whole could. thing. I know we could. So um, Joseph, or I don't know. Should should we start to like segue towards more of a closing, or should we bounce off of that? It should be a closing, and we can remember this when we segue to our next segment. What what? Can you say that one more time? Wouldn't you like me to? Yes, I would, so I could write it down so we could fucking talk about it next time. (sighs) Fucking, uh. ugh. Joseph, your turn. (laughs) Remind me me again how many I'm choosing? Um, it could be any number. I just did, uh, three just to... Yeah, I just did three, too. Just to have a do, uh... I'll I'll keep with with the theme of choosing, uh, three. Three of each, is it? Or three, uh... (laughs) Mindless drone. Yes, three of each. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'll start with the men, um, simply because uh, I have one off the top of my head. The superior race. Me, me, me. Johnson. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably my first is probably Saitama from uh, One Punch Man. Oh, oh really? Gosh, okay. I think he's. Per- I think he's perfectly heroic. I just thought of the perfect me. villain I can delve into for next. Spinel from Steven Universe. Yeah, I, I was tempted to say All Might Man. But, uh, all Might so. Man? Just all I, Might I, Man. I'm tempted to say that All Might is, uh, is just a little bit better. I, I, I don't know if I, I if I can get entirely behind Saitama being the... You said you said he was the ultimate hero, right? Well, he's he's not the ultimate hero. I don't think there's such a thing, but I think he's, like, one of the most heroic dudes ever. Like, have you seen his head? <laughs> <laughs> Joseph has That's a thing for bald men. Little did you know. Oh my Audience, if you're listening and you're bald, you know how to contact us. And if you need something, I can tell you how to contact. Actually, that sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> we're not selling meth, I promise. Uh, I would say we're not selling my people next, in general. I think my, my second um, male hero is probably a little closer to home and a little deeper. I think that Plato is probably uh-huh. probably my my, my my second hero. I think that um, he just has I think that he's just beautifully humane. Okay. He has nothing but the hmm. best for, uh, in mind for people. Um, that's a whole conversation in and of itself, but mm-hmm. I'll just leave that out there. Um, and you know what? My, my, my third probably favorite, my third hero is probably... Uh, Probably my roommate Tom. <laughs> 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 the Brit, he drinks tea, comes he's and goes. Genuinely, he's just a genuinely nice guy, and I think I think people miss that. And oh, is so Tom there right now? Saitama is my first hero. Um, um, simply because you know kindness and, and, and genuine traits are hard to come by, and while while we as a society kind of praise like the best traits possible we kind of fail to realize the reality of things that like 
you don't have to be perfect. You just gotta be good enough. Actually, it's it's very important you say that in my last closing statement that I want to make on that. Uh, especially if anyone is still listening at this point, no matter what direction of life you're going in, no matter how things may be looking, no matter how dark, or even if they're, even if everything is going great for you and everything's bright, the steps that we take do not have to be big, just small steps in the right direction. He never finishes uh, three female heroes. Yes. Which I'm curious to see what they are, Joseph. So please, if you do have them in mind, and not, and like, just to, um, I guess, not have as much, or to like lower the pressure, those three names just came off the top of my fucking head. I had no, but like, re- like in, 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 um, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> in, um, Honestly speaking, I don't really think about the he- or like uh, heroes in uh, or people that I consider heroes or like role models. It's very fascinating to think about. But sorry, continue. Um, I think there's for women. I mean, it, 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 there's a huge playing field to choose from. I, it does. I think there there are a lot of women that have really, 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 really impressive uh, attributes, virtues. Uh, morals, you know, arguments. They just have, they're just, we have, a, we have a, the pleasure of living in a time where we're just inunctuated with, like, women's heroes. Uh, I love, I love, um, I love Captain Marvel. Uh, sorry. Uh, I know people, people dislike her as a, dislike the, the actress who played Captain Marvel, but I think that Captain Marvel, I think, is, is kind of the embodiment of, of what, like, a galactic hero should be. <clears throat> defend the universe stuff like that Voltron my goodness and kind of closer to Earth though um, I think also uh, you know there's a lot of female seniors that are also just really good um, that I, I I think that are just genuine heroines um, who sing about just like good virtues and Oh, I oh, yeah. So fun fact. Wait, is that your choice? Is that really your second choice? Really genuine, like like give good messages. I think Taylor Swift is one of them. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, wait, wait. So so fun fact before Joseph continues. Me and him are like Taylor Swift fan girls. We did know for the longest time. I think no, we that's right. We were in Spanish class together, and uh, I think one of us started like playing Taylor Swift, or I could hear Taylor Swift playing through Joseph's headphones. And I brought it up, and we legit just started fangirling in class. And, and everybody gave a shit for it. Like, everybody. Yeah, like, oh everybody. my god. I, I, still get, I still get crap from my, my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing your name Oh god. Oh, uh, I'm dead. I stay up too late. Go on too many dates. Because that's what people. This isn't my podcast. <laughs> Damn, fucking shit. I lost my shame in high school, Joseph. You know this. I mean, honestly, I lost my shame uh, being in college, too. So, like, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and then just to put like a cap on things. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> just, just to put a cap yeah, on? Yeah, just, just to put a cap on things. Just, uh, I, really, I really like. I really like a 
years from uh, Joseph, I love and I love you, but you're digging yourself a hole right now. Yeah, I know. Um, actually, I like the character from John Green's book. That is a very I I like that's that choice. That was I that's a that, good choice. You no, know, space was kind of like a really really bad time, like literally like a like a life and death situation, and with somebody who's also facing a similar situation can find like actual meaning and virtue in, in in what they're doing and their feelings for each other I think that's very heroic I think, I think a lot of people lack things like that too nice man no those are those are some good choices honestly like I like those choices I don't I don't think our viewers will approve of Taylor Swift but I yeah, think Taylor some... probably a high high number one like one percentile um dying inside <laughs> Oh, dang. I can only imagine. Taylor Swift talk with Joseph Nieto. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, anyway. <clears throat> um, yeah, that that pretty much concludes our entire segment. Um, I think we got all of our thoughts One, out there. One, two, I... three, four, five, oh, six, God. seven, eight. I have nine sticky notes. I mean, to, to be fair... Uh, one can't simply talk about philosophy for just one hour. Uh, you're telling me. Which is why we're doing it in segments. <laughs> Which is why you should watch... Which is why you should read the UNC Par Center for Ethics blog, which will be written on And that will be kept in mind. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Tom Fuller with T&K. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful morning tomorrow, and we will see you again next week. Don't break your arm beating off. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> good night. <laughs>